everyone. Good afternoon. It's your midweek gang who's always ready to hang coming at you live through Radio Katipunan 87.9 FM via Zoom. I'm Max. And I'm Austin. And this is New Wave. So, we have a very special guest with us today. Someone who literally needs no introduction since we all know his fun songs and have seen his vibrant performances. Like, I personally have watched him perform since I was a little kid. I said this earlier, you could track my growth progress from my pictures with him. So joining us today is an industry legend in the Philippine entertainment business, multi-awarded singer, dancer, and now vlogger. Let's give it up for Mr. Pure Energy himself, Mr. Gary Valenciano. Hey, hey. So good to be here. Hi, Tito Gary. Hi, so Gary. nice to see you. It's, it's great to be here. I'm so happy that I'm a part of this video. We're so happy. So how are you and what have you been up to recently? Well, as you can see, I'm in my studio. Uh, this is where everything is done. This is my bat cave. And this is, it's always been like this. You know what, Maxine? I think even when you were a young girl and we had all of those pictures together that you showed me, I, I, already, I already was working in this studio, this very same studio. Wow. So this is where everything, this is where, this is where I spend my time when I am writing my music, when I need time on my own, when I need to pray. This is, this is where it's at, you know. Um, I've been okay, you know, despite everything that's happened. I'm so thankful that I've never encountered I mean, I did encounter the virus many times from different people, but I never got it, you know, so I'm thankful for that. Oh, that's so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, we were just getting there. As a singer working in the industry, how has your work changed, especially in this past year? We've really seen the entertainment industry evolving because of the pandemic. So, from your point of view, what have you noticed and how did you adjust to it? Wow, it was uh, a major adjustment because for one thing, you don't have a live audience in front of you anymore. Whether whether it's performing on stage, which this is also my stage, no? because I perform mm -hmm. here. If I perform anywhere in the house, you, you end up hearing, uh, you know, the cars on the highway, you know, and, and it's kind of hard to avoid that. And that's okay. But to not have an audience, Maxine and Austin, it really changes the game totally because you can't hear them. You know, I mean, and everybody knows this. No? You can't hear them and all. But um, I had to adapt in major, other major ways. No, like before, when I'm invited to a corporate show, let's say Ateneo invites me to perform there, I go. All I have to do is take my music with me. If it's a minus one, step up on stage and have a sound check, and then 30 minutes to an hour after, I come out on stage again and I perform. I have everything else there with me. You know, I have the sound system is there, the engineer is there, everything that's handled by the professionals. But when I'm asked to perform now, I do all of that here. I'm I'm the engineer, I'm the guy who mixes everything, especially when they say, "Can it be pre-recorded? Can they send it to us na lang, you know, later on because the deadline naman for this is in 2 weeks from now." I end up mixing and editing and making sure that everything's right. Then I have my my um my nephew Joshua uh, Buizon, who also is from Ateneo, actually, oh. who handles editing the videos, you know, and and puts it together, and then we just work together like that. And but it's that's that's what's happened now. I'm doing more now than I used to do when I perform. That's really nice to hear. And we uh, like we did notice like during the pandemic, yeah, there were a lot of. Um, there were a lot of hurdles and obstacles that a lot of artists had to really overcome. 
But mm-hmm. I noticed without the pandemic, um, you've actually been in the business for such a long time. So I was wondering, what changes have you noticed? I mean, despite all of these new changes you talked about with the pandemic. Well, if there's one thing that uh, has not changed and probably has been enhanced, it's the need of, of for people to be encouraged in any and every way possible. Whether it's through a message, a shout out, uh, a, a performance, a song, a video, um, people are hungry to be encouraged because a lot of people right now are dealing with a lot of uncertainty. Yes. And it's, it's at a level that has gotten to the point where people that never had mental challenges before now have mental challenges because of that uncertainty, uh, anxiety. You know, I've had to go through that myself um, many times before because of my health issues. But this is a totally different level, you know, because it affects, it has affected everyone. Nobody has been spared by this pandemic. So that's what I noticed. Those are the, some of the changes now um, that there's, there's more of a clamor for me to do the songs that really speak to the heart and not just to the feet. Yes, that's right. So going back to performances for a bit, I watched your performance, like the performances that you've had, especially earlier on in this pandemic. And I was just wondering, and you've probably been asked this several times also, but how do you keep each performance unique? Like, what do you think about? And I think this applies to real life also. Like, how do you choose to reinvent yourself or decide what to do per performance? Well, reinventing is not something I consciously do. It's just that I love music, you know, whether it's, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that listens to just one genre of music. And I love music. I listen to mm-hmm. original soundtracks, you know, from Hans Zimmer all the way to all the other, you know, various artists' soundtracks. And then I also have my children who speak to me about music, about ideas, about things I should or should not do anymore. Um, so reinventing is not something I consciously do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I try and stay relevant by... Several, in several ways, no? I listen to the stories of my children about what their friends are going through. I listen to the stories my friends are going through. And even if, you know, we're totally from different generations, you know, I'm a, I don't know what generation I might be in. <laughs> no, I don't know if I'm a baby boomer or whatever, because there are different, but then there's the Gen yes. Z, there's the millennials, there's the, and all that. But the, today, everybody's going through the same thing. So yes, that's right. what's supposed to unite us in, in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how I, that's what I try and reflect on every time I'm performing. That when I perform, it's not just a performance. It's, it's hoping to create something in people that would make them better instead of bitter toward mm. what's been going on. That's good. That's really good to keep in mind, especially like you said, nowadays, everyone wants to be encouraged. Everyone wants yeah. to be happy, like despite the circumstances. Now, let's take it back a little more. And I'm, I really know you've been asked this several times, but for our viewers, how did you get your start in the industry? Like, oh, where did your love for music start? <laughs> okay, let's start from the very beginning. Memory lane. Okay, all right. Um, I come from a family of seven Initially seven, we we're now eleven. No, but um, I started with eleven. I uh, with seven, and everyone had their own specific talents. My brother used to hold the record in the two hundred meter dash. You know, wow. he's uh, <clears throat> sorry, but he's from Lasal. <laughs> and then I wanted to follow suit, but 
I could never run as fast as my brother did. He's 10 years older than me. He's the eldest in the family. Then everyone else, I have a sister who was good in, in, in arts. You know, I had a sister who was good in dance who ended up becoming part of my management team. That's Gina, my sister. And then Lisa was a model. She was beautiful. My sister Pia was a, was a clown. I mean, she could make... <laughs> My dad used to say that her voice could penetrate the thickest of walls. And in school, she was the class clown, but she was smart. And then I came along. And then my youngest sister, Gabine, or Gabriela, uh, well, I never really kind of knew what her talent was, except that she was a very cute child, and I was jealous (laughs) of her. But when it comes to music, that's something everybody loved. So through my brother and my sisters, I was introduced to the music of Earth, Wind, and Fire, the music of Cool and the Gang, the music of Michael Jackson, the music of all of these guys no, in the past. So when I would sing as a child, it was never really noticed much because everybody had talent. Eh? Until the time that I joined um, um, La Salle Greenhill's uh, Kundirana, which is basically the singing group, the singing ambassadors of, of La Salle Greenhill's. We were no longer in the UAAP. We were no longer in the NCAA. We, were had, we had to wait for our turn to join the UAAP. And the reason why we were not in the NCAA anymore was because of the intense rivalry between Ateneo and La Salle. So they separated. They had to separate the, the two uh, universities. And Ateneo went on to the UAAP. And we took our time before we came in. And that left La Salle with nothing else to show because we had no sports. We were lalana, diba? So they decided, let's focus more on the arts. Kundirana. And because of Kundirana, I ended up coming out in different television shows uh, after being a part of this group. And little by little, because there was no social media, there was no cell phone at that time. So it was all word of mouth, uh, where my friends from the Kundirana would come up to me and say, Gars, uh, my sister's class classroom, they want to invite you to Poveda or they want to invite you to Saints School. They want to invite you to Assumption. All of these exclusive schools for girls, which for me at that time was the ultimate test, the ultimate level of joy to come up on stage and hear and hear this, okay? It's not because that's men. It's look at the girls. So when I would hear the girls, Maxine, it was like Okay, I mean, <laughs> I did feel like Michael Jackson once in a while, you know, I'd step up on stage, I wouldn't even move, and you'd hear, then ah, you move a bit, ah, and it, it, it felt so good, and I still knew that there was something more to just stepping on stage and doing all that. That all started in 1984, 1983, when I was, you know, invited to different schools and all, and then I performed in Miriam College, and that's where I met the lady who ended up becoming my wife. And Aww. she was part of a band. And uh, her name mm-hmm. is Angeli Pangilinan Valenciano. And she yes. stayed to watch me in, in, in uh, Miriam College because that's where she was from. So she was performing as part of her band. She stayed and watched me, saw me, introduced me to the manager of her band, which was called Music and Magic. And from that point on, you know, it started, I came out in the shows in GMA7 of, of Kuya Germs, Herman Moreno. Then I came out in other television shows from other stations and all. There was no such thing as station affiliation at that time. So we could perform anywhere. And, and that's what built up a, the noise about Gary Valenciano. 
Should I continue? Of course. That's really interesting. It's an We're amazing excited. story. And actually. then something <laughs> happened. I was about to perform my first major concert on August uh, on April 13, 1984 at the Araneta Coliseum called A Live. Two weeks before that concert, I had a press conference. And in that press conference, I was asked, Gary, is it true? Now, some of you might be wondering, is it true what? Is it true that you are going to be the unwed father? Because Angeli got pregnant. And the, the, the media wanted to know, is it true? Are you the one? And, all, and I, I had to say, yeah, it, it's, it's me. And at that time, everybody said, ah, oh, wala niyan, you know, he's a young guy, he's only 18 years old, and his fans are going to be sad and heartbroken. And, you know, they were right. They were right. And so what I decided to do was use my first concert, uh, A-Live, which was April 13, Friday the 13th. I told my team, I said, you know what? If there are people, then I stay. If there's nobody who comes to watch the concert, then I can just go elsewhere and have my child, whatever, boy or girl, have my child born elsewhere. You know? Maybe I can go back to the U.S. and be with my family because they're all there. And to make a long story short, I remember, I'll never forget, I, I said the prayer before the concert and my sister Gina walks in after the prayer crying. And I looked at her and I said, Gina, what, what's wrong? And she goes, we're sold out. And that wow. was the check. That was the, the thumbs up that made me realize, no, Gary, you don't have to leave. This is where you're going to stay. And ironically, the first song of the concert was a song called Brand New Day. And that's what it was, you know. And that's how, it, that's how I started. From that point on, you know, concert wow. after concert after concert, two major concerts a year, two different wow. concerts, huh? In a big concerts, Araneta Coliseum, wala pang MOA at that time. So it was Araneta Coliseum and then Araneta Coliseum and then Folk Arts Theater, you know, which is no longer being used for concerts, but it's a beautiful theater. Then back to the Araneta Coliseum. And that's how my career just started to pick up and take off from 84. And I'm thankful that up to today, you know, I'm kind of still around. So I'm happy for that. Not kind of. You are still very much around. Like, I still know a lot of your fans of all ages. We're still very excited to see you. And a lot of them are in the comments right now. Like, we have a lot of hellos, a lot of hearts. Hi, everyone. Hi. Yes. And later, we will get to some questions. Now, you know, when you were talking about how you started with performing these shows, like, in the girls' high schools, it brought me back like that was so throwback like yeah i remember the time where we would watch concerts and like i think we touched on this a while ago like we would see it was different it was a different energy and seeing the person you like performing and then being in the audience because like we said it's not in front of a screen it's not in front of a camera we're there together we're there experiencing it all together and then when you said like everything back then was word of mouth as opposed to like today you can post like a poster and it yeah. can get farther, or like you can, po- or like you can promote something online. But then there is really word of mouth. So like, yeah. wow, so it was it was nice because at that time, yes. if your if your career began to pick up, you knew it was because there was a lot of hard work. Exactly. To, to become exposed somehow. Exactly. You know? 
television was the way to go, mm-hmm. but you couldn't get into the television shows just like that because there were many other artists that, you know, wanted to come out in shows. So yes. it was tough. And I wasn't a part of any show. I wasn't a part of ASAP, which started, I think, 27 years ago. And um, I had none of that. You know, it was just, you know, like, where, where, where can I come out? And I'm thankful lang talaga that the fans that you mentioned, some of whom, some of which are still around, are, you know, they really supported me then and they're still around now. Yes, and that's also one way of like, yes, this is genuine support because they've been around for so long, just like how you've been around for so long. So that's really nice to see. Now, one thing I saw in your story also is how you really are persevering and how you don't give up. You go through and through. And that's one thing you encourage your viewers to do as well. And that's also something I saw in your recent song called Make Us Whole Again. And Based on what I read about it, it was almost a year in the making and inspired by several events that happened one after the other. So can you tell us what were these events and what was the writing process like? Well, the writing process, I have to make you know that I haven't written a song in years. Okay, So when I started thinking about writing this song, it was inspired first by the shutdown of ABS-CBN. I couldn't help but think of not just my fellow artists who I know. Some of them are you know, with GMA now, some of them are with TV5, and that's okay because at this point in time, people are really trying to survive, not just to, th- not to thrive, but to survive. Um, and not only them, but the 11,000 plus other, you know, employees of ABS-CBN. And that's why when you hear the chorus of the song, the lyrics are, we will sing in the storm, we will dance in the rain. So it still had something to do with with artistically with what we do. But then after I wrote the chorus of the song, suddenly I couldn't write anymore. It was a writer's block. And I felt, ah, here we go again. You know, here's another one of my songs that's never gonna get finished. You know, I have some other some other songs cause back there that have not been finished. Um, but then almost a year later, the numbers of incidents of COVID incidents started to rise. And that's when I started writing again because now the text messages I was getting were from people that were so close to home about their father, themselves, going through dealing with COVID-19. So I, it kind of triggered something in me to continue writing. And so the next verse starts with, here we stand, you know, forgive when we don't understand Take our hands and help us through it to endure it, all that's uncertain and unknown. And I kind of just was very inspired by not just the frontliners, but everyone that has really met this and fought this virus head on. Of course, the frontliners being who they are. They're the front of the line. And they inspired me a lot also to finish this song. And so I'm hoping that even should there be another event that happens, whether it's a pandemic, a typhoon, an earthquake, a volcanic eruption, that this song will keep us remembering that no matter what we have and what we may lose, it's only the Almighty who can really heal us and make us whole again in ways that only He can. That's right. That's right. Actually, because of that, there was a comment here from Boying Pahilan Ponce who said, you are one of the artists that us Christians look up to. Uh-huh. And 
I also noticed that a lot of your work is inspired by being Christian and having a very good and healthy relationship with God. And for me, especially at the time like this, it's always really inspiring to see artists who are very true and strong in faith. So I guess this is a bit personal, but how do you manage to keep a good relationship with God? And how would you encourage people to do the same? Okay, first I want, what's his name? Boying? Boying, yes. Boying. Okay, first I want to thank you for thinking that way of me. But I want you to know that I'm going to use the word that Maxine used, which is the word manage. How do I manage? Believe me, it's a lot of management control that needs to be taken because I'm just human. I am far. I'm not just not perfect. I'm far from perfect. A lot of my... my now that we're here, I believe it's a great time to let our listeners in on a little secret. Are any of you out there interested in making podcasts of your own but can't seem to get the hang of recording, editing, and other technicalities? Well, there's no need to worry about that anymore. There's one application that podcasters or aspiring podcasters can use to make their dreams come true. Anchor. Simply download it for free on the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, or even from the website itself, www.anchor.fm. What are you waiting for? Time to avoid the complicated tools and publish your podcast on popular platforms today. Struggles and my issues have to do with this. And then sometimes it trickles down here. And usually when it begins to fester and is, is encouraged, you know, or is, is um, favored, it turns into actions. And it can be any kind of action. But I'm just like you. I'm just like... All of those out there, in fact, I'm just like many out there, Christian or non-Christian, because we all struggle through all of these issues in life. However, this is where God comes in. That despite all of my imperfection, He remains excellent in my life. And the management that I put into my walk with the Lord also happens here in this room. On uh, You don't see it now, but I have a laptop here you know, that I'm using um, to edit my videos. I have audio that I'm doing there, but I also am a part of a, uh, a school online, you know, and I'm, I'm learning things that it's tough, you know, it's tough to learn because you think you learn things that are meant for you to use to encourage others, but they're actually speaking to me. I have a lot of wrestling sessions with the Lord. When I say wrestling, it's like we sit down and I'm like, Lord, okay, so you said this in your word. But this is what's happening. This does not jive with what you said. How am I supposed to take that? I mean, uh, and I really let him know what I feel. Still respecting him for who he is. He's not just my God. He's my Savior. He's not just my Savior. He's my Lord. He's not just my Lord. He's the Master. But then he's also my best friend. He's also my healer. And he's the forgiver of all my sins. So when I look at things like that, and when I'm able to share these things with people, please know that God is not after our pursuit of excellence, but more of our persistence in being who, as close to Him as we can. And um, I, you know, that's how I manage my walk with the Lord. There's a lot of things I still need to learn. I think there's, it's, it's a never-ending journey, learning about him, learning from him, learning with him, walking with him. Um, but I've met major, major challenges in my life, boying. And I, I know I'm speaking to others too. 
that the challenges that I've faced in my life are not challenges I even want my worst of enemies to go through. Mm. Um, but we all will meet challenges in our life. And it's very easy for us to say, oh, thank God, hallelujah, praise the Lord when things are okay, right? But when things are not, that's when the true test of character comes in. I, I need a lot of work in my own heart with regard to character. But managing your walk with the Lord is part of the journey. So it's not na I'm managing it. It doesn't mean it's a negative. Na I'm managing it because it's not good. Who's is, you know, who has a great outstanding relationship with God? Even the most godly people will still have issues that they struggle with. But that's okay. That doesn't surprise the God when it comes to these things. So that's how I am, you know. Um, tomorrow morning, when I wake up, I'll come down here again. I'll continue with my studies. Before I sleep, I listen to the word, audio, an audio Bible. I just listen to, you know, whatever I can pick up. Then I fall asleep. Next morning, I try and remember what I heard. And, oh, I remember this. Oh, okay, I heard that. Let's start from here. And then I just keep going. That's how I manage my, my, my time, my walk with the Lord. Nice. And I think that's going to stay with me. Like, it's not about the pressure to have a perfect relationship, but rather to just keep strong in faith. I think that's something we all need to remember because I think us as people, we all have a tendency to kind of be like, it has to be right. It has to be perfect. But what's the textbook definition of a perfect relationship with God? As you said, it's very personal. It's so very that's personal. really nice to hear. Wow. Okay. So this talk became really deep. <laughs> And very spiritual. Yeah. No, see, at, at this point in time, I've you know I've always believed in the principle, and I've mentioned this in other interviews, and I'd say I'll say it again here now. Para sa lahat ng mga nakikinig, I've always believed in the principle of planting good seed on good soil. So this what whatever I say now is good seed, and you guys are good soil. And what's the result? In time, in his time, in his way, you produce good fruit. And that's what I think is happening now. And I will grab the opportunity to do that anytime that the opportunity comes up. That's great. Yeah. And that's, that's something I think will stay with all of us for a very long time. I, now, yeah. speaking of good, you also have very good content on YouTube. Like I've seen the variety of content you post, <laughs> like from music to your exercise videos. Like I know that last week you posted that workout video to encourage your followers and your subscribers to stay healthy, especially like while we're in lockdown. And these are all things that we can do at home. So how did this idea come about? And how do you think of content to release? Because I'm sure like after a while, like you're kind of like, huh, what do I do? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Maxine. <laughs> There's a, the, the moment comes where you're going, okay, what else can I put out there? Number one is I never want to be pressured by what I need to put out there. Uh, it's hard when you begin to live your life under the expectations of what others have of you. You know, you just be yourself, be who you are. Yeah, but I look, I don't have the biggest and highest numbers on YouTube. Definitely, I'm so far away from the others that are more experienced. But my, my son, my sons and my daughter and even my wife have always said that the name of the game a big, big ingredient to it is authenticity. So I just need to be authentic. So when I when I uh, posted something about the workout, uh, I am now a brand ambassador of Doña Maria Brown Rice. And that's what that post was about. 
but it was a lot more than just talking about Doña Maria brown rice because in all honesty, I really love that kind of rice. I've had to struggle with brown rice before, tasting like cardboard. Yeah! <laughs> I mean, it's parang grainy. No, really! Yeah. It's, it's like parang, seedy. Parang, you, do you want some brown rice? And it, it's like, you know, parang, here, just take a bite out of that and it tastes like brown rice. And um, <laughs> no, really. And then, uh, it's hard, diba? But then, but then, when I was introduced to this one, I remember pa, when Tita Angeli pa said, honey, you want to try the brown rice? It's healthy for you. I said, honey, brown rice? <laughs> I mean, look, it's brown. I don't... <laughs> but sige, I tried it pa rin. When I tried it, I went, is this really brown rice? Because the... <laughs> and I'm, it's just, I'm not promoting Doña Maria right now, but if you want to know why these creative ideas came up, because it's healthy for me. People know that I've gone through health challenges before. So, you know, we discussed and we said, why don't we come up with something that's healthy for people to see? Not just, you know, what I do with my music or what, but the other things that people may not know about me. So I decided, I mean, we decided to come up with something like that. So I think the second part is coming out soon. Eh? There's another part. It's about all the foods that I like to eat. And it's, again, with my number one uh, cucinera, si Malu. And really, her oh. name is Malu. Okay, so when I say Pet Malu, it's because she's really <laughs> Malu Pet. Her, her real name is Malu. <laughs> wow, okay. That's a nice name. She, really, she really cooks magnificently. And then she's concerned about me. You know, so she'll come up to me when I want merienda and she'll ask me, sir, what do you want? Is that good for you? Can you take it now? And all. It's a tough balance and all, but there are the benefits of having the, a balanced diet plus your medication plus exercise. Okay. I am one person who has a lot of comorbidities. Okay. Let's count, shall we? Diabetes is one. In the course of my life as a young person, I got hepatitis. At some other time and point in my life, I got tuberculosis. And then at some other point in my, actually just three years ago, I had a bypass. And two weeks after I was operated on for the bypass, they discovered cancer in my kidney. Oh, did I mention that I also take medication for hypertension? Six. I take a lot of things, okay? But I've never gotten COVID even if I've been exposed to it, okay? I haven't taken the vaccine yet. I have my own personal reasons, but this is not... This is not, I don't think this is the place for me to go into all of that. But I have my own personal reasons for that. And um, in time, you know, in time, I'll probably take it. But for now, I'm okay where I'm at. Now, putting that aside, it's very important, whether you are a diabetic or not, that you take care of your health. Because I believe that you, umuulan ngayon, o si... Paglakad mo sa ilalim ng ulan, which happens at any point in time, you can't afford to get sick just because you walked under the rain for a minute or for a few seconds. It's good to keep yourself healthy. And how does that happen? Exercise, proper diet, proper medication, and you combine all of that. It's like the parang rayos ng bisikleta, ng gulong ng bisikleta. Yes. You have spokes, right? If any of those spokes or a number of them are not put in tight enough, it's dangerous to ride the bike because that wheel, that tire, that wheel can all go crazy and you can crash and hurt yourself. Same thing. Exercise, that's one spoke. Diet, that's another spoke. Proper medication. Rest. Work. I mean, all of these things, you know. And that's what creates a healthy, a healthy body, a healthy lifestyle. 
And that's why that's what I like putting out there. And I'm going to continue doing that for many, many months and maybe even years to come. Oh, but yeah, based on what you said, um, one of your featured playlists on your channel is Gary Bicicleta Vlogs. <laughs> so yeah, I was wondering like what prompted you to start this these uh, collection of vlogs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> one thing is I always loved biking ever since I was in my single-digit years. Um, but in 2004, I was introduced to mountain biking by my late great friend Manolet Santos who was a DJ and we're all from La Salle we all grew up in Green Hills East so after school we would go biking you know at that time Green Hills East they were just building houses but there were mounds of sand and all and we would jump on those things we would skid our bikes and all but I've always loved being on two wheels so in the course of my biking I would see all of these places and I would think wouldn't it be nice if I could take people with me on a journey, you know, when I ride my bike. Where to? I don't know. It can be around the city streets. It can be up on the trails of San Mateo or the trails in Santa Rosa or the trails in, in La Mesa Echo Park and all. It can be any trail, any road, but I'd like to bring people with me. And I think that's exactly what's been happening lately. This, le- this latest one that I'm working on, <laughs> it's taking time for me to put out because it's not going to be It's going to be different in a certain way. I'm scoring something to make it sound and look different. And yeah, it's kind of, it's right that computer's been on for days now because I don't want to, I don't want to cut the momentum. But I love doing these things, Austin. I love sharing parts of me that people may have never known. So, and biking and riding is one of them. I rode from here where I stay all the way to Kalatagan, which is 169 kilometers on my e-bike. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> e-bike. I know, no, no, because some people say e-bike. E-bike. I mean, it's like, <laughs> no, no, listen, listen. When you go through a bypass, okay, okay, when you go through a bypass and you need to take care of your heart, be, then you'll understand why I'm using one of those. Of course, it's kind of nicer too because I can go faster and farther. But um, <laughs> it's an e-bike that allows me to go to places I could have never gotten to with an ordinary bike. It's, it's, a, it's a bike that allows me to be able to climb, go downhill, go to the trails, end the ride like this. <sighs> Instead of like this. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather end it look, you know, feeling tired, but feeling good that I had a good ride. And that's why I use the e-bike. It's a specialized turbo Levo. And I'm going to have more... more encounters with trails and roads that I will share with people. And I love doing it. Wait for the next one. It should be out by next week before I leave. <laughs> I'm hoping because it's, it's really going to be different. But anyway, I hope people enjoy it. We'll look forward to it. We'll definitely be watching it. You know, back to your food vlog. My dad texted me saying, our food tonight is Galunggong and Munggo because of your vlog from last week. <laughs> So. Hey, hey, Dad. Hi, Gino. Thanks a lot, man. I mean, I'm enjoying, you know, talking to your daughter and to Austin. And yeah, bro, I mean, the galunggong, I mean, it's simple lang, di ba? Galunggong and rice and and monggo and saba and more vegetables, the merrier. But uh, yeah, that's what that's my favorite. In fact, I'm wondering if that's what I'm going to have tonight. But, you know, if you like rice, the brown rice is really healthy. And if you don't like the taste of cardboard, I'm not asking you to eat brown rice. 
Mikit. Doña Maria. I challenge you guys. I challenge you. Just try it. Just cook it the right way and try it. You will agree with me. All right. We definitely will try it. Now, in relation to the vlog, a few weeks ago, and we were talking about him before this started, Tito Martin Rivera came on, and this is what he had to say. So, Wait! <laughs> he says a lot of things crazy. about me. Can I also record something to say something so I can of say something? Course. About yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, it'll be shown upper left screen. Okay, I'm watching. Okay, we're just waiting. Yeah, I'm not techie. I'm not active as some of these other people. Gary V, don't tell him I told you. He goes everywhere with the camera. <laughs> Wherever he goes. <laughs> I can't do that. I don't have that talent. I don't have that patience. We'll tag him when we solving this live. Oh, gee, thanks, Maxine. Thanks. I'm kidding. Thanks for protecting me. <laughs> okay, were you able to see it? <laughs> I heard it. I couldn't see it, but I heard it. Oh, okay, we so, sent um we sent you a copy. Yeah, I'm not techie. I'm not active as some of these other people. Gary yeah, V, on. don't tell him again. I told you. He goes everywhere with the camera. <laughs> Wherever he goes. <laughs> I can't do that. I don't have that talent. I don't have that patience. Don't tell him I told you. He goes everywhere. We'll tag him when he's holding this live. Oh, gee, thanks, Maxine. Thanks. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thanks for protecting me. <laughs> Okay, if I carry the camera everywhere with me, Martin Yevera carries the microphone with him everywhere. I'm saying, Martin, where are you going? I'm going to the restroom. So why are you why are you carrying the microphone with you to the restroom? No, he carries the microphone with him everywhere. That's why he's had over a hundred shows. Every night he would have a show during the pandemic, the worst. He's there singing every, every moment. He now has a tribe, a Martin's tribe. Can you imagine that? Martin Rivera, Martin Rivera has a tribe. Uh, wait, slow clap. Martin. For sure. No, but you with the camera and him with the mic. You guys are like such a good team. Yeah, no. He knows to say that, uh, that I, um, that because of the vlogs, you know, he sees me. I have a camera here. I have a camera in front, and there are other ways pala, that I can do it where I don't need too many cameras. But I like the more cameras, the better, eh? more angles to take. And that's what's going to happen in the near future with my vlogs. Oh. Yeah. And it's just learning experience. It's nice. I like that. But I love Martin. You know, he's, um, he's more than just be a jolly person, but he's, uh, a sm you know, many comedians uh, have backstories to them that make you wonder how in the world could this person make people laugh after that person has gone through so much. And Martin Rivera is one of them. He's one person that wears his heart on his sleeve. You know, you know him right away, you know, when you talk to him and all, because that's Martin. And that's why he's forever going to be a person I look up to. Also because he's slightly older than I am, so I have to respect him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really like also Martin. Like I really like your uh, relationship and like yeah. like how you guys talk about one another. It's a very like good camaraderie between like two great artists. Um, we can have a concert, Austin, where we don't sing. We just talk about one another, and it's not so not true. mutual admiration. Ah, it's like <laughs> it's like batuhan ng kung ano anong kwento. The way I met that man is unbelievable. I don't know if I have time to share that, but one of these days I'll put it in a book. The way I met Martin Yavera. It's it's it was orchestrated by God. 
and it was the funniest, probably one of the funniest stories that in my life, you know. But I'll share that next time, Siguro, when I come back. We should set it up. The roast of Gary V and Martin Nevera. Actually, that will never end. This show, this, this show will never end. For sure. 24/7 perfect. But um on the con- on the context of music and how you guys are both artists. I- I'm sure you also have like this um you you have certain songs that are very personal to you and I- I'm sure there are some songs that are more personal to you than others. So how do you choose what exactly you'd like to share and which songs you'd want to keep close to the heart? Um you know when i when i perform it's never just a matter of performing to entertain it's really a, it's made it's really to sing and to perform para makapagbless sa ibang tao i know it sounds like how you know it sounds very simple na i want to bless others but it is so important kasi that it happens eh. it's so important that people are blessed it's a blessing for me actually when i do that i love doing that you know and so there's there is prayer that goes into every show that i do I I I have a record. I have a um, a catalog. A catalog, ba? I have a uh, a collection of almost all my repertoires for every show that I've done in the past 20-25 years. Para lang sa ganon, hindi pa ulit-ulit lang ang kinakanta ko. Let's say I go to a corporation like Coca-Cola, and they call me back in two years from now. I don't want to do exactly what I did two years before. So I have everything on record as to what I've done and all, so that it makes it easier for me to also know uh, what I need to do. Plus, Austin, when I when I go to uh, venues, let's say for a school, okay, let's say I go to Ateneo, and um, they want me to sing a few songs. I usually, I know, I usually ask, what is the situation in Ateneo now? What are the students going through? You know, maybe I can sing a song that can address, you know, the situations that they have. I don't need to know names; I just need to know situations. And then that it that's how I decide on what songs I need to do in order to reach people here. That's how I go about it. Being on Radio Katipunan reminds me of this one amazing app that allows people to make their own podcasts like a breeze. There's no need for complicated recording or editing software and other tricky technicalities when you have Anchor, an app where you can create and even publish your own podcasts. So download Anchor for free in the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, or even from the website itself, www.anchor.fm, to experience a hassle-free podcast-making experience. That's very that's very amazing to hear. And like, I, I really like how you like, you really pay attention to like the shows and like you really want to make sure that people really get their they really get their value of when they see you. It's really a new experience every time. I really love that. Because hey, you'll never know when I'll get a chance like that again. Eh? And then uh, it's that one moment. So just go out there, Gary, without shoving anything down people's throats. Just go out there and and speak from the heart. Just like you sing from the heart, speak from the heart. You're not sharing with them lies. You're sharing with them real life stories. So I'm glad that somehow these things that I share find their mark. And then it gets to people. That's good. Yes. Well, I have some phone-ins for you. Oh, great. But okay. first, a lot of hellos from my titas who all claim to be your number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, titas. 
Thank you so very much for being all my number one, uh, <laughs> all being my number one fans. Thank you very much. It's so nice to know that, you know, there are people like, oh, you know what? All the titas and the titos who are watching right now and the moms and the dads and maybe older brothers and older sisters, if you have introduced me to the younger generation like Maxine and Austin, thank you so, so very much. You know, I, I appreciate that you made the effort of introducing my music to the younger generation. Of course, with Martin Yavera, it's the grandfathers and the grandmothers who have introduced. It's okay. It's okay. You know? It's still part of the spectrum. So it's okay. We have to get you both on the show one time in one of our I'd episodes. I'd love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll just leave the show and then just have you guys just talk to one another. Oh, be careful. Be, be careful. Martin will do that. I mean, you can sleep. I can tell you guys, you can sleep now. Tomorrow morning, wake up at 9 a.m. He's still talking. <laughs> we need the, we need to book the ho- the whole afternoon for that. No, that's never happened. I think it's only happened once that we were interviewed at the same time. But that would be great because there are. I think also in, in it you will you will see the side of Martin Yavera that not many people see that he that he brings out in special moments. And I think being with him for an interview will be a very special moment. I'm hoping that that special moment and that second time will be here on New Wave. Really hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good with that. All right. Okay, so to get into specifics, Tita Nene, Tita Meg, Tita Dre, Tita Jinky, and Tita Gina, who I call Tita Sinaza, all say hello. And Tita Sinaza has a few questions. Okay, Tita Sinaza. (laughs) Okay, so fans were heartbroken when your supposed last major concert in April 2020 had to be cancelled due to the pandemic so are there any plans of pursuing it virtually like a digital concert that's a good good question actually um, I'm I it's great that you asked that because we just met about it the other day and um, there has it has reached kasi, uh, a poor a, a, mo, a time sorry it has reached a time where people, before there were so many fundraising concerts, but there's what they call donor fatigue. Mm. So even if you would put up a fundraiser, you're not you're not getting enough donations or as expected. No, um, the same thing I think has been happening with regard to online concerts, where people have watched one concert after the next. Now, unless you're like a BTS, where <laughs> You perform and wow, you know, you've got all of these millions of people from around the world watching, then okay. But you know what? We're still weighing it. We're preparing for a concert. We really are. Actually, we're not preparing for one. We're preparing for several. And I will let people know more about what of this what this is all about. But with regard to a big concert, I personally would like that to happen when we finally can have an audience. Even if it's like 50% inside, you know, if you have 50% in a venue that only allows 50%, you're still sold out, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But if you have 50%, that's more than enough. That's more than enough to, to capture the moment of being in front of a live audience. However, if we perform, if I perform online, I would love to do it in a Zoom occasion like this where I can see everyone's face and I can see all your titas faces and and really I can tell from there if they're enjoying or not because some might be like this some might be like that some might be having coffee some might be on their cell phone while I'm performing and they're moving like this but they're on their cell phone but I can easily make a shout out because I can see people up close 
Yeah. And that's something I cannot do in live concerts. I can only see them from far, right? So like this, I can see people up close. So I, I'm really weighing both sides. But please do not worry. We are, we are planning not just one, but several concerts while I still can. Well, hello, titas. You heard that. That's something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. So another one is, we miss your show back Thursdays where you show clips from past concerts. Please bring them back. Oh, the show back Thursday. <laughs> okay, okay. Here's a little thing. Oh. I have shows kasi, that I would have loved to post. You know, I, I've, Okay, I have shows from before, but I don't have shows in Byung Buo. Because back then, we could only capture the songs that were going to be televised. So from out of the two-hour concert, we're only allowed to show an hour of material on, on television because of all the commercial gaps and all that. So I've never really had concerts na buo until later on in the 2000s and beyond. No? Um, I have one called Gary V Presents where I presented different artists that I believe in. Some artists that have never gotten enough of the limelight um, for whatever reason. And that's one of the shows that I'm planning to put here. Maybe some of you titas have watched it. It was held at the Kia Theater. It was held at the um, Solaire. And it was held first and foremost at the Resorts World back in that. 2016. <laughs> you did? Yes. Ah, your dad was a part of that. He was my second keyboardist. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> he was. He was. And so there were different artists that, we, that, we, uh, that I performed with. The whole concert was a Gary V concert. But it was, the songs were arranged so that it would come out as duets. It was for me one of the most amazing concerts because it wasn't really about me. It was me giving limelight to others who deserved it. And the people really enjoyed it. And that's the concert I'm going to put online. I mean, yes. I'm going to feature that on Showback Thursday. I know, you know, we had something for every day of the week. I used to have something called um, Meaningful Mondays. So it's just like a one minute clip with a little lesson on life and then at the end you have meaningful mondays hashtag meaningful mondays and then tuesdays was chat tuesday it was chat tuesday c-h-o-o-s-e day so i could talk about anything i could sing i could just hang with people and do this i didn't have to talk just <laughs> there you know just chat tuesday and then tapos na, that's it and then there was wala lang wednesday i would just do a clip sometimes it's me watching the toaster and the <laughs> and the bread comes out the, and, and that's it. That's Walalang Thursday. And then, ah, Walalang Wednesday. And then there was Throwback Tuesday. There was the Friday thing and the Saturday thing. And who knows? You know, I may just be able to bring some of those things back. That's another thing we're definitely going to be looking out for. Now, we have one more question from Teo Ricaforte, our intern here, who's been looking forward to this all week. So, Teo, show yourself. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hi, Theo. Uh, hi, sir. It's very nice to meet you. Uh, yes, I had to go to virtual background because I uh, don't really want to show my room. Uh, anyway, first <laughs> off, um, when you're talking about the uh, uh, brown rice, uh, just Ponica Brown from Dona Maria. Yeah. Good. Uh, and then I was going to ask you to sign this, but considering that, you know, we're <laughs> online, it's not possible. So, yeah, but there must be a way I can sign that. If I'll try to... If it works like that, <laughs> uh, I guess not. All right. Um, I guess my question is because um, you have a lot of uh, you, 
one of the ways you manifest your faith is through music. And as someone who's uh, been a part of uh, their church choir, um, you know, I do the same thing. Like that's how I like to manifest. Like I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, how to you know profess my faith to God, which is through singing uh, Christian songs. When did you realize that like singing and performing and music was one of the ways that you could do that? Like when did you realize? Oh, I could sing for the Lord. Or okay. I could perform for the Lord. Yeah. That started um, in uh, 1986 when I first wrote the song, Take Me Out of the Dark. Now, the way it was then was that you would have your songs done, you'd go into the studio, and you'd record. And because I was not the producer of the album, I didn't know anything about producing yet. Um, I was at the mercy of the recording company. Now, this is your last day of recording. You have to record from this time to this time because every hour you're, you're paying for something. With Take Me Out of the Dark, the original version, I entered the studio with just the music. I wrote the song. I arranged it, but I didn't have any lyrics or melody to go with the chord progression and all. So I remember um, calling my wife and complaining and saying, Anjali, honey, I really don't think it's God's will that I do this song. I mean, look, I'm in the studio. The music is ready. The time is running. We're paying for it. It's the last day of recording. I have nothing. I don't have a melody. I don't have... Wait, I'm not finished. It was just all of these complaints. Then she took the courage to ask me, Han, have you prayed about this? And of course, no, I, I have not. And she said, why don't you spend time in one of the empty studios and spend time with God and ask him, what is it he'd like you to say? What is it he'd like to use you for? So I went into the studio. And after praying, I came out. <clears throat> I got my notebook. Just what is it in me? Sometimes I just don't know what keeps me in your love and why you never let me go. And that was it. The song was born. Okay? The song was born. 1989. This is three years later. Now, my message to everybody here is when you start something with God, you have to trust Him that He knows what the best timing is because the timing may not be your timing. Though His ways will probably not be your ways. It will go against the grain. But you know, you can only smoothen wood. You can only smoothen wood by going against the grain and sandpapering, right? And that hurts. And um, I remember in 1989, I had a duet with Regine Velasquez called Each Passing Night. It was a good song, beautiful song because I wrote it. <laughs> But she was a part of that song and she had one part there that she really took it, you know, she just really killed the song and made it what it was today. Holy Week was coming up and the radio stations were calling the recording company saying, uh, excuse me, uh, we know that you guys want to release this song called Each Passing Night, but there's a request kasi for this song from the album called Take Me Out of the Dark. When I heard that, you know, it's like my ears, and my ears are kind of big already, but my ears kind of just, what? And I said, wait, really? Yeah, 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 it's only for Holy Week lang. That they just want to play it for Holy Week lang kasi it's nice now. Oh, sige, sige, play it. Holy Week came and Holy Week went. And people were continuing to request for it again and again and again. And Teo, that's when I realized, wait, this song is doing more than what I thought it would ever do. It's a song that's doing more 
than any of my other songs. And at that point, there were already other hit songs. Dina Natuto, Reaching Out. Um, I had a song called You Got Me Working and all that. And But this song was creating a different kind of impact. It's the song that till today, I get comments online. I get comments. I, I talk to people who have been moved by it. That's when I realized, okay, Lord, I, I like my pop music. I'm going to continue writing my pop music. But if ever the opportunity comes for me to sing about you, then teach me to trust in you with all of my heart and not to lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I will acknowledge you and you to make my path straight. And that's how it happened. That's beautiful. Oh my God, wait. I am <laughs> overwhelmed by all of this. But yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Anytime, Teo. But that's really how it happened. And then it got to the point na, you know, I, I, I had to force myself now to write pop music. But my heart was always going, no, wait, I want to write something for the Lord. And I was able to incorporate my own personal life into all of my songs. Somebody actually told me once, kilala na kita, Gary. I said, really, how? When I listen to your songs. Your songs are, are a reflection of who you are. I said, really? Hataw na? And all, no, no. Your, your, your inspirational songs. So there's Take Me Out of the Dark. There's Letting Go. If you listen to that, I used to feel the emptiness inside me. I was not supposed to feel this way because I had everything I needed. But nothing ever made me what I long to be. The wealth, the name, the lights, the fame were everything to me. And then one night, out of the blue, I heard his name, backups, Jesus. <laughs> and so I took that step of faith. I walked into his domain. And I believe that's what he wants every heart to do. When hard may seem the task, one step is all he asks of you. And then it goes to letting go to know the truth. It's not so hard to do. It's the heart that's got the will to open up, to, uh, to open up for him to fill. And trusting and believing him is all we've got to do. It's just the heart that's got to move for him to show his love that's been there. Even when we never cared, take hold of his hand. Let go and you'll understand. So that's how the songs were starting to come to, you know, coming to come, starting to come together. In fact, that song, Letting Go, has been requested time and time again that I do here. And, you know, I'm actually still working. Letting Go. We got a clip of Sir Gary singing. Oh my God. Wait. Hold yes, on. that was amazing. New Wave exclusive. Yes. Man, that was so special. Wow. No. Tito Listeners, Gary. you're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, Tito Gary, you. it's six o'clock. I wish we oh, could talk you. to you longer, but this whole conversation was amazing. We learned so much. And as your songs are inspirational, you gave us a lot of inspiration and hope today. We learned so much and we are so happy that you are here and we hope we can see you again soon. Yeah, let's have a part yes, two. Please. You know, I, I yes, you might have sure. other questions and all and I just want to thank you guys also and remind people, you know, just before I go, that you know I'm still a part of Asap Natinto. That's every Sunday on the Kapamilya channel and the Kapamilya online live. Uh, you can follow me on Gary Valenciano one on Twitter, uh, Gary Valenciano on IG, 
and Gary Valenciano on Facebook and YouTube. Do watch out for the next bike vlog. Okay. It's, I'm really boring. It's probably going to be production wise, aud- audibly, it's probably going to be the most uh, produced, produced, extensive, extensively produced, you know, vlog. And then Make Us Whole Again is my latest single. It's out on all uh, music platforms, online platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, and more. So there, that's it. All right. Thank you again, Tito Gary. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was really, it was really so fun. There's still an outpouring of love in the comments. Everyone talking about their favorite songs. Looking forward to part two. Looking forward to seeing you. And of course, saying their favorite day of the week with you. So thank you very much for spending today, this day what of I the will week. Do, what I can do next time. Okay, I'm going to jump the gun here. But maybe when I, right. what I can do next time is I can actually sing a, a song or two. Based on the requests that people might oh. have, you know, on me. So Teo, I don't know with you, Austin. You know, you can come up with a, a thing, and you know, you, people can just request, and I can I, maybe I can do that. But I'd love to come back, okay? Because I know that there might be some other questions, especially the phone-in questions that people might have that they were not able to ask today, and I would be more than happy to answer them the next time. All right? Yeah. That'd be great, yeah. I feel like if we have you sing, our comment section might break next time. <laughs> <laughs> too many, too many comments. <laughs> We're gonna break the internet. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I would rather break walls down with this, you know, and then, you know, just to allow the songs to really get into where it's supposed to be. That's that's my main objective. Thank you again, Tito Gary. Thanks. All right. So today was really fun to the people in the audience. We're so sorry we couldn't get to all of the comments. There are so many, but thank you so much for joining us and thank you for the engage thank you for engaging. It was a good time. So once again, thank you to James for handling our broadcast and of course to Sir Justin for always having our backs and this week to Teo for being our hype squad. Thank you once yeah. again to our audience for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing you all next time. We'll see you guys next week to talk about Rack of Ages with some of the people involved in the production. So don't miss out. Follow us on Instagram at newwave.rk to stay updated. Catch the replay on Radio Katipunan 87.9 FM's Facebook page, YouTube, and Twitter Live, all of which go by at Radio Katipunan. Thank you, Sir Gary, and thank you, Theo, for joining us. And once again, this has been your Midweek Gang, who's always ready to hang. I'm Austin. I'm Max. We love you, Tito Gary, and we hope to see you soon. Good luck on what you have next. I'm Max, and this has been New Wave. We'll see you all next week.